Day. Yeah. Are we ready? I don't know. Move it a little bit yeah, so we get centered. Move the milk crate. There you go. That centered, you think? Yeah, okay. Oh, look at that. No. That's no. Not it. That's a little to this way. Yeah. There you okay, go. Here, I'll move the corner of my chair. Yeah. This is fascinating for our podcast audience. What are they talking about? Could you just edit it out? Yeah. See, you need to move. <laughs> That's okay. Are you, are you happy yeah. now? See, you're right. Are you happy now? See, I got all this stuff yeah. I can't yeah, really... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're just getting better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Never looks right. so good. Right. Hey, it's Mike and John Got It Going On, brought to you by Firehouse Doors. A couple of things coming up today. We're talking Boblo boats. Yeah, we are. Remember those? I remember the Boblo boat. I do, too. And Fago, Town Club. <laughs> I think of Boblo boats, and I instantly think of an accordion. Do you? Yeah. Because yeah. they always had a polka band. At least the you know whenever I went there, it it's seemed like rag it seemed band. like yeah. there was a polka band somewhere I on the. Boat. Couldn't tell you how many times I've been to Bobble. It was probably at least yeah. once because I think I got what? sick on the boat. I went several times, probably three or four times. The old Bobble boat. Wasn't yeah. there three of them? There was at least two, maybe three. Yeah. Then, but we're going to talk to uh, filmmaker Aaron Schillinger, uh, who uh, put together a documentary about the Pablo boats and the history of Pablo Island. And uh, there's going to be a special screening hosted by the Livingston County Diversity Council coming up in October. So we'll have uh, details on that coming up. Where has the Pablo boat gone? <laughs> well, we're going to find out. Yeah. That's what I just said. We're going to find out. It's a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. About Get a fairy. It's a fairy. F-E-R-R-Y. So clear that up. F E R R Y. Right, right. All right. Although it was, guys, it was really a boat. I mean, think of a fairy. Why do they call it a fairy boat? Because it ferries down. people yeah. across. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a. Person. You know, I was just in put in bay this weekend. What'd you put in the bay? <laughs> well, you don't want to know. <laughs> no, <I don't>. uh, <laughs> but uh, isn't that where all the drunks <laughs> hang out in Toledo? <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lots of drunk golf carting going on. Is in that Put-in what was bay. going on yeah. in put in bay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, there really was. Um, but uh, we took the ferry over, and there's two. There's like the Jet Express, which is kind of like the one that you take to Mackinac Island. Did you pay the ferryman? You know, we did, don't pay yeah. the ferryman no, to get to the other side. Take if you don't pay him. That's well, you don't pay him to get. We took the low rent ferry, which is really for vehicles, and they uh, let people on to, yeah, yeah, you can get on to with the cars. And then, you know, just stand over here. Yeah. You know, you're like, hope okay. that one's in park. <laughs> That's about it. And so you're kind of just in the way, really, of the cars and just let you on. And um, Standing room only. So it would, on our way back, a guy came out on a motorcycle, and he just sat on his motorcycle for the, for the it's like a 10, 15 minute trip. Sure. 
and uh, we got about five minutes from shore, did and he, he fires up the motorcycle. <laughs> and I'm like, and he did it. He was like right in a crowd of people, too, that, you know, where he was. And That's he just, just showing off. I know. And I'm like, and all these people are like, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> had to be a Harley. Yeah. Uh, I it would was. Imagine, oh, yeah, they, well, they the have sound. that distinct you sound. You know the sound. Anyway, right. that's the that's my more recent ferry. So story. we went from the ferry of the uh, Bobolo boat to Put in Bay <laughs> and yeah. a guy on a motorcycle. You know, I don't know. Is there a Put in Bay documentary? I don't know. Probably. Actually, there is. When we were there, we went to the historical museum and watched this uh, video of the history of Put in Bay, in which. Apparently, every building burned to the ground at various times over the course of... They kept... During this 20-minute documentary, they're like, and this beautiful hotel burned to the ground. And this beautiful complex burned to the ground. And this beautiful house burned to the ground. I'm like, um... Isn't it surrounded by water? Might, yeah. Might want to get a fire department? Just a little clue? Or no matches and gasoline. (laughs) Just thinking. So, that's my documentary. All right, coming up uh, as well, we'll get to uh, last night's uh, Tuesday Night Trivia Question, the two-cent history lesson coming up. But first, a look at GIGO Local News, brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Bright. All right, here's what's going on. A crash involving multiple semis closed US-23 for several hours on Tuesday. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office said deputies were dispatched to a multiple vehicle crash involving semi-tractor trailers and a passenger vehicle on southbound US-23 and Kraus Road in Heartland Township just after 4.30 in the afternoon. Our preliminary investigation indicates traffic on southbound 23 had stopped due to congestion. A 60-year-old tailor man was heading southbound in a 2007 Freightliner hauling automobile parts when he rear-ended a 2015 Dodge Caravan stopped in the roadway. The Freightliner semi-tractor pushed the caravan off the roadway, then rear-ended an empty uh, empty semi-tractor and trailer, forcing it into the rear of a fully loaded tractor-trailer. The 2007 Freightliner operator suffered serious injuries. He was taken to U of M Hospital in critical condition. The Dodge Caravan operator was also taken to the hospital, but listed in good condition. The other two drivers were not injured. The roadway was closed for about six hours during the investigation and extensive cleanup. Alcohol and speed do not appear to be factors. The crash, though, remains under investigation by the County Sheriff's Office Traffic Safety Division. Meanwhile, a Livingston County man is facing domestic violence charges after an incident last month in which authorities say he ran over his girlfriend with his truck. On Saturday, August 27th, at about 10 in the morning, Livingston County deputies were dispatched to the 2800 block of Cliveden Road in Marion Township for a personal injury accident. There, they determined that a 36-year-old man was driving his Dodge Ram truck when he ran over his 30-year-old girlfriend. The driver told deputies he was having a verbal argument with his girlfriend and attempted to drive off. While leaving, the female was hanging onto the side of the pickup truck and fell into the rear tires of the vehicle and was run over. The victim was taken to Livingston County, actually taken by Livingston County EMS to Sparrow Hospital for her injuries, but is expected to recover. The 36-year-old man was lodged in the Livingston County Jail for reckless driving, causing serious injury and domestic violence. And an organization devoted to sheltering Livingston County's homeless population says it's facing the possibility of closing its doors. The Severe Weather Network Livingston County Board of Directors has unanimously voted to cease this upcoming winter's operations of its seasonal homeless shelter unless substantial additional financial and volunteer commitments are confirmed by October 31st. 
Diane Duncan is the group's co-chair and says they're making an urgent plea and final request for financial commitments, saying that they had significant and unique challenges the past two years operating during the pandemic, including a loss of volunteers and the resulting need to hire paid overnight security and a team of part-time coordinators to help stabilize their operation. That resulted in higher than expected operational costs. She says the current monthly operating budget with a paid team is $34,000. In order for the Severe Weather Center to be fully operational this upcoming winter season, Duncan says they need to secure a minimum of $200,000 by October 31st. Those interested in sharing their time, talent, and resources can find details on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. And, of course, that's where we are going to be Friday during the Smoke and Jazz and Barbecue Blues Festival. <clears throat> Did we get the answer? Okay, just check it. We, we, yeah. Okay. You still, so, well, we'll get I'll just this. handle this. One thing at a time. You handle that. One thing at a time, fella. <laughs> Overload. <laughs> we'll be hanging out in front of Cooper and Bingley Jewelers during Smoke and Jazz and Barbecue Blues Festival, and we're going to give you a chance to win a yellow gold filled aqua bead necklace with green amethyst pendant valued at $250. Also, yellow gold filled aqua bead earrings with green amethyst drops valued over $130, designed by Tracy Arrington. So be sure to stop by the Mike and John Got It Going On booth right in front of Cooper and Binkley Jewelers between 5 and maybe 9 o'clock or so. Right. We'll be taking your registration. And then Monday on the show, Monday the 12th, Right. we will draw the winner. Right. From Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. Right. Okay. All right. So (laughs) we had uh, some discussion and online on the podcast yesterday about uh, Firehouse Doors, one of our sponsors, and the CHI overhead doors. Right. That Which they're they exclusive the ex- dealer here. Exclusive distributor of CHI over at Doors in Livingston County. And we were like, what is you, CHI you are the one that actually answered it. Just an innocent question. What does CHI stand I for? Always, I always ask innocent questions. Yeah, in there. Yeah, well. Do you have an innocent uh, answer? I, I have an answer. All right. The answer is. We're pretty sure, we're getting this from the source, that it stands for Carriage House Industries. There you go. Uh, apparently it was owned originally and operated by uh, uh, Amish family. Who made carriage house doors? So it was carriage house industries. Hmm. They weren't that, electric. Then. That makes sense. They're probably hand yeah, crank well, yeah, carriage well, house. Well, you just lift it up. Yeah, lift it up. Back in the old days when I was when I was the garage right. door opener. We used to be ride front seat. Both the TV remote and the garage door opener. Sure. Hey, get out open the door. Dad's sitting there with a cigarette in the car with the windows rolled up, no seatbelts on. Hey, yeah, get out open the door. You got the front seat. <laughs> Run seats in charge of the door. You know. Ah, come on. Hey, change the channel, kid. <laughs> Rub my feet. <laughs> I gotta get out of this house. <laughs> That's how we grew up tough and strong. That's right. Back in the days. Kids today. Yeah, they didn't have to get up and turn the knobs. <laughs> oh my god. Got a box to push. <clears throat> I remember when my grandpa got his. Uh, he was the first one that I knew that had a remote control. Oh, and it, it was, was a the, chunk. Big buttons that oh, chunked. Yeah, chunk, yeah. chunk. Well, that was the sound that it made. Yeah, you know, that was back in the good old but days. But even kids. that, even that required a little bit of exercise because you really had to push on those yeah, buttons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Them in the good old that days, tough times. <laughs> no, we were in a lot better shape then because we had to push that button extra hard. All right, where are we at? Last night. <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we? First, what's going on? First, we've been talking about old boats, yeah. then old garage doors made by the Amish. All right, so 
our trivia question last night, yeah. and I thought this was a pretty interesting one. Studies found most women have this. On average, she's had it for about uh, 13 years. Okay. Want to know what it is. Now, guys could have this too, but I didn't put that in the question. Why not? I don't know. Just... Well, we'll discuss. <laughs> That's what the point of this is. <laughs> I get it now. So, uh, a lot of things having to do with hair, whether it be a uh, hairbrush or a hairstylist or a blow dryer, which, um, by the way, Jennifer says that being said, hers was 25 years old and just died. So, right. just bit the dust. So, if anybody has an extra hair dryer laying around, right. a blow dryer, Jennifer could use one. Having to use a blow dryer since and it like just, the it early just died. Just died, she said. Just yeah. bit the dust. It just died in her arms tonight. Was she cutting her hair? Cutting her. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Be that way. Curling iron uh, was one. Uh, favorite frying pan said Christy. I guess when you got the go-to one, if you're if if you're a good cook. Got that go-to right. frying pan. We have one that I've... I don't know why we haven't thrown it away yet. It's not necessarily... I, it's a pan, but it it's warped a little. Right. So it doesn't quite sit on the burner right. And it's like, why do we still have this? Because I'm, I don't want to... And, and we've got another one the same size. There will come a moment. There'll come a time and you'll be like, two. <laughs> oh, that's not where I was going. Look, I was like, here's two to go. Time to be like, all right, we gotta get. I'm done with this. Let it go. Yeah. But there's a time where you work with it, yeah, just because you're used to it and you're lazy and you don't buy a new one until you do. <laughs> we, we, but we have another one the same size. Oh. It's just we we haven't thrown it away yet. Yeah, well, I gotta put that on the to do list for this weekend. If I'm matter of fact, I'll order well, one FedEx. My wife, got, although it's on twenty, my wife right got now. these copper. The All the copper. She bought into the ones. copper ones. Yeah. yeah. Which, you can't put in the dishwasher. You can't put in the dishwasher. You can't put any standing water in them. It's the copper. Oh. Like, what's the point of these things? Huh. I'm sorry. I, I just, you know, if you can't put anything in the dishwasher, eh, yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> well, most frying pans are not supposed to. You, leave it, it you know, like a good old cast iron pan. Well, cast iron. Yeah, no, that's different. That's huh. that. Those don't warp or anything. Right. Okay. And they hold the grease yeah, from 1955. You know I, I used a cast iron? It was last time I opened up my carriage house door <laughs> to let my Amish buggy out. <laughs> so, so no cast iron pan for you. My well, wife does. The ones we can't, you can't put water in those. And you can't put them in the washer. Oh, my God. It's copper. And you have to re-season. Oh, the, yeah. Not the copper ones, but the uh, cast iron ones. Oh, you, you have to season them. Season the paint. Which, if my understanding of seasoning a cast iron is that you have to burn something in it, I think. I don't know. I have no and then idea. Then you scrape. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But I digress. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Back what to else? the point that we were talking uh, about. <laughs> what, what were we talking I about? I forgot. Uh, Jeff said a prom dress. 13 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite hairstyle? A bra. Hey now. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> yeah, back when you were a teenager, you know, oh, bra. <laughs> now that you're old and married, well, yeah, bra. Can yeah. you get that out of the way? <laughs> bra. Oh, it's so exotic. Oh, it's yeah. so special. Then you walk in the bathroom, you see your mom's bra hanging from the like. That's not very exotic. <laughs> no, that's not very exotic at all. Yeah, the bra just turned unsexy. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> it's like thinking about that's, baseball. Never mind. <laughs> Brandon said a wart. 
Miriam said a crock pot. Yeah. Uh, Debbie said a vehicle. Now that's pretty good because we are we are keeping cars longer these days, and especially at the cost of cars. Right. Now you said a hairstyle. Uh, Anne said favorite hairstylist. Yeah. You got a good stylist. Thirteen years, and it's like okay, absolutely. Uh, you're you're out of here, or they move. Um, <laughs> a grudge. <laughs> a grudge. Well, they a grudge. grudge. Well, don't make <laughs> Joyce mad. <laughs> Uh, Joyce still holding on to that grudge. Yeah. She's got another two years <laughs> right. to go it's on like, that one. It's a thirteen-year grudge. Put that on the calendar. <laughs> um, I think the closest yeah. was clothes that she hopes she'll fit back into someday. Right. And and some people respond to that truth. Hey, yeah, those. Yeah. yeah. Well, those. We, and that's not just a, a, a female thing, though. Keeping clothes. That's yeah. A, there's a section where he's like, oh, someday I'll uh, yes. Like, I have some sweatshirts that <laughs> I think are older than Someday my Someday I'll get back into these acid wash jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the actual answer was a favorite piece of clothing. Right. So I guess that could fall into that category, but it's it's like that's the go-to. Right. You know, you're going out special or uh, it just fits you well, that kind of thing. Right. So, so nobody really got it, but I guess that was the closest. Well, that's pretty good. You, right. You'll give it that one? Yeah, you're I'll, uh, I'll allow it. You'll allow it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to win anything but bragging. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good that way, too. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, we're brought to you by Richter and Associates Property Management, one of the advertisers here on Mike and John Got It Going On. Licensed real estate brokers, rental property experts in Livingston, Genesee, and Oakland counties. 40-plus years in the business, located in downtown Howell. And uh, you can go on their website with uh, richterassoc.com. That's uh, R-I-C-H-T-E-R-A-S-S-O-C dot com. Or call them, 517-540-9560. Richter and Associates, property And if you or someone you know would like to be an advertiser on Mike and John Got It Going On, it's real easy. Just reach out to us. You can find our information at mikeandjohnpodcast.com. We have a website. Yeah, and you know, this is pretty noticeable. We're hoping, though, that soon... It'll be more noticeable? Very noticeable. We are. That's what we're, we're hoping. hoping for that. That's what we're hoping. All right. We're yeah. hoping, wishing. Almost hoping. like you couldn't miss it. So. You sound like you have a secret. You're I don't have any tell. secrets. I have no secrets. <clears throat> I got a secret to tell. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, we talked earlier, of course, about uh, CHI. Yes. Overhead doors. That's Carriage House. All right. Carriage House Industries is our what I we indeed. were told by the experts. Yes. And the, the experts CHI. being the Witt family. That's true. Proud owners of Firehouse Doors, who are also a sponsor here on Mike and John Got right. It Going On. They, they are the sponsor. The They're original. the OG. Yes. For the past 24 years, they've been serving Livingston County residents, family-owned. They strive to treat each customer like family and veteran-owned. Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. Firehouse Doors is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And for the past 21 years, they've been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. Call Firehouse Doors today, 810 599 7480. You can discuss CHI doors or That's any true. of your residential needs with right. Mike or ask him about what it's like to fly in an airplane, being from the Air Force. <laughs> was think, he, was he think those the only people that fly in airplanes? No, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying. I believe he was a uh, he was a firefighter. In the Air Force. In the Air Force. I mean, he was, yeah. he, he, he was a firefighter. Plus firehouse doors, well, yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, Come he, on. He had a, a lengthy uh, career as a firefighter and I think he ended up being a battalion chief. Boy, you know a lot about Mike. I do. It's very nice that you yeah. know all that. Well, yeah. But, he was, we I, all but I think he, he began his firefighting career in the Air Force. All right. Firehouse Doors, by the way. Call today. They're the OG. <laughs> and we're not sure why they call it OG for original, because it could be OR. It should be 
Orge. Yeah. Or- Orridge. <laughs> no, maybe you don't Orridge. want to say that, yeah. <laughs> They're the org. No, just go OG. That makes sense now. Yeah, it I does. We, we kind of sounded that out. Good for us. <laughs> we thought that out loud. That's what we did. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Firehouse Doors, 810-599-7480. Hey, a big event coming up in, uh, in just a couple of weeks, September 17th. Denim and Diamonds for La Casa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so there you go. Uh, did you like my voiceover on that one? It was phenomenal. Oh, God, yes, it was. Phenomenal. <laughs> award winning. Oh, you, wait till award, wait till narrator, the narrator awards. Narrator come out. of the year? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You know, you should, another one that was on the back. I kind of think you should have did it more in a Morgan Freeman yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> can you do a Morgan no, Freeman? No, not really. No. I'm not even going to try. That's such a classic voice, you know, but I can edit all my other awards over All right. The, the awards you have? There you go. All right. Go. Um, we're going to give all those news awards over there. You get, oh, oh, I see. The awards over there. Yes. Right. Hey, uh, we've got an event uh, that we're going to be talking about coming up in October at the Historic Howell Theater. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking with, right now, Aaron Schillinger. Uh, Aaron. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Aaron. We were, we've been talking about the Bobolo Boat already here on the podcast. And uh, you've got this, this film you put together, a documentary. Pablo Boats, a Detroit fairy tale, and uh, as John said, it's going to be at the Historic Howell Theater. So how'd you get involved with uh, with putting this all together? Well, the film took me seven years to make, but unfortunately I never had the opportunity to go to Pablo Island when it was operational. Um, and I was living in New York City at the time, and I was asked to do a fundraising video for a nonprofit who was trying to restore a boat. Of course, I didn't know it at the time. That was the Bobble boat. And um, I went out there to film her, the SS Columbia, when she was in dry dock. And my first thought was, oh, my gosh, like, why don't you just get a new boat? <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> It was looking pretty rough. Yeah. Well, didn't they sit in the, in the, in the bay for quite they some time? They sat on the river yeah. for yeah, decades. Yeah. Yes, they did, because the, the boat stopped running in 91, and um, I started filming in 2015, so at that point, wow. she had been through a lot. And it was really when um, I was introduced to a woman named Gloria Davis, who could communicate psychically with the Columbia, that I really was like, oh my gosh, I have to make this movie. She could hear the boat talk to her. And um, I had never met someone who had that type of relationship with an inanimate object and was just so passionate about saving that boat. Now, now, did that strike you a little weird that this woman had this relationship psychically with the boat? I mean, it, it, you, either, you either believe in the psychic stuff or you don't. And it, it, to me, I would be like, okay. I was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, I was skeptical, but also... Um, you know, people can hear voices for all different reasons. And her started when she had to have a mastectomy removed. And uh, then she started picking up on people's thoughts and feelings. Um, So when it comes to um, how I ultimately landed, I just felt like her advocacy and her heart was in the right place. Now in the trailer to the, to the film, we see her, and she says she does not have. She says she does not have a psychic connection to the Saint Clair. Yeah, right. Just yeah, to the Columbia, right? Um, she was picking up on some negative energy mm. in the Saint Clair. Uh, it's almost like these two sister steamboats are like 
um, they have their own different personalities. Right. You know, um, Colombia was always viewed as the by many, not just Gloria, but many people that I talked to, as the older, more regal steamboat. And Saint was the Saint Clair is like the younger party girl who got into some trouble along the. Year. I love the troublemaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, well, he always got one of those. You know. <laughs> The way we're child. <laughs> now, also in yeah. the, in the film, you uh, you talk to a gentleman who uh, used to work on the Bablo boat in the concession stand, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. That would be Kevin Nair, who actually has he calls it a future a future Bablo in his basement. Um, it's essentially a couple dozen, maybe even in the hundreds of miniature rides that he's constructed that resemble Bobo Island. Right. But he calls it the future Bobo because it's bigger than Bobo ever was. So if Bobo were still around, it might look like that. He also has um, two of the rides in his backyard. That's what I thought. Yeah. There was a quick clip of him riding one of these like rides. A, it looked like it, a basket. And I thought, I go, yeah. God, is that in his backyard? Yeah, yeah that was the bug. Okay. Ah. Right. Kind of like the scramble. has a swan boat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So amazing. And then, of course, we've got the doctor. Uh, yeah. He was, he was his, one of the restoration. Yeah. Who's this other main character in this? Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Ron Kitu. Um, you know, he has been through a lot of struggles to restore this boat. Um, including some personal um, medical problems, you know, stage four bladder cancer and a brain tumor to try to bring this boat back. Um, He was struggling with those. And so even despite all that, he has not given up, including, you know, some people might know um, there was a fire in 2018. Right, right. Um, But even that has not stopped him. And so those are definitely the characters that... um, we follow in the film, and we also go into a lot of the history. Um, you know, the fun, happy memories, but right. also some of the history people might not know about. And there you know? is there is some pretty deep history when it comes yeah. to Bablo, even when it comes to, uh, you know, histor- uh, historically, uh, you know, uh, uh, landmark court decisions that really played a part in eventually desegregation in this country. Absolutely. That's something we're trying to raise more awareness of, because... Sarah Elizabeth Ray should really be known across the whole country. Um, in 1945, she forced the integration of Bablo. They kicked her off the boat because um, she was black, and she went to the NAACP. The NAACP took up the case. It went up through you know the local, the state, the Supreme Court. The NAACP kept winning along the way, and at the Supreme Court level, Thurgood Marshall argued the case, and he won. And um, that, the Bablo Excursion Company versus the people of the state of Michigan actually became a test case that the NAACP used in order to lead to Brown versus Board of Education years later. Right, which so, eventually desegregated America's schools, uh, well, and, and America's yeah. institutions. She's kind of like the Rosa Parks of the Bablo boat. You could definitely say yeah. that. Yeah. So an, an amazing history there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and you, it, it, you know, it appears, and I, 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 I have not 
yet seen the film. I've seen the, the, trailer. the trailer and look forward to the film. But by the way, we're, uh, we should remind folks, we're talking with Aaron Schillinger, a filmmaker whose documentary, Bablo Boats, A Detroit Fairy Tale, will be showing at the Historic Health Theater Thursday, October 6th at 7 p.m. And uh, it's being hosted by the Livingston County Diversity Council. And there'll be a Q&A uh, with you uh, immediately following the film. Um, and, uh, and, and I'll be helping to, to lead the Q and a, uh, on that. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I think a, a lot of people, myself included, are going to have some questions that, you know, uh, about, uh, because we all have these memories. We were talking about that before we got you on the phone, Aaron. Um, like you said, you never had an opportunity to go to Pablo. I, I, I mean, I went several times as a young boy, um, experienced the boat ride and, and the amusement park. And of course, completely had no knowledge of why would I at age, you know, nine or 10, uh, have any, you know, of all the other awareness of the knowledge scene, yeah. of, you know, uh, of the, of the <clears throat> issues that were involved with Pablo and the boats. Um, and so I have these wonderful memories of mine, but you know, here I am, I'm a white kid from the suburbs who drives down to Detroit, hops on a boat, enjoys this park, comes back, gets in my car and heads back to the suburbs. Um, and yet there are so many other issues, as you mentioned, the, the, the desegregation issue, but there were other issues that were involved with Pablo and the boats as well in terms of their relationship with the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that... Uh, <laughs> Excellent. I passed. Different, different explanations for why Pablo may have closed down. Right. And um, some of those have to do with notions that, you know, you might hear some people out in the suburbs say black people ruin the island. They ruin the boat. Um, that is not true. Right. That's something that, um, you know, there were some incidents on the boats involving gangs, but the press really overplayed that because they sensationalized it. And so that made people scared to go there as well. You know, they were already scared to go to Detroit, and then they didn't want to go to um, Pablo anyway. Right. And then there were some lawsuits that were involved with injuries that occurred there. Yeah, one of the roller coasters, if I'm not mistaken, kind of went down. I'm not sure what year that happened, but... Okay, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, so the, the, anyway, there's a complicated history in this. I, I think that, and, and that's the point that I think that the movie's going to bring bringing out. And I'm looking forward to seeing it in depth uh, again Thursday, October sixth at the Historic Hall Theater. Um, and it's a matter of perspective. I think certain people have just these very particular memories of this park and what it meant to them, and then um, you know where where you stood, what your perspective was. That that opinion you know may change. Um, and yet the magic that Bablo represents, no matter what your background, no matter what your uh, you know perspective is, uh, is really I think kind of what it seems like is what sort of at the core of this movie. It's 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 a whimsical tale. I mean, you know, in terms of being able to sort of try and tap into that positive aspect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the fun, happy memories are really at the core of this film because we made it for people who went to Bablo and got to experience that magic. Um, and I also made it for people who never had the opportunity to go like myself. So mm-hmm. I would encourage people, if you have that connection to Bablo, you, um, bring someone who never got the chance because you both are going to learn a lot. Yeah. Now, Aaron, did you, you said you were in New York. Did, uh, did you grow up in Detroit and just never had the, uh, or the Detroit area? Well, now I live in uh, Ferndale, Michigan, Okay. Um, and I'm originally from Virginia, and so I moved to New York City um, to go to film school. And so, yes, I've lived most of my life on the East Coast. 
I only ended up moving to Fern to Michigan um, during the making of the movie because I just fell in love with the city. Right. And I met an amazing woman who lives in Ferndale, and now she's my wife as of four months. So. Well, congratulations. Whoa, congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I wonder at what point, like you said, you first got into this when you heard about this effort to restore the boat, and that's how you kind of originally came into the story. At what point did you go, oh, I got to make a film. Like when you started meeting these characters, I mean, was there a point where you were like, wow, this is a great story? I mean, obviously there was. When was that point? So I came out in 2015 to do uh, some, we call it pre-production, which is essentially just research and some interviews. And um, I immediately just started feeling like, wow, this is not pre-production. This is production because yeah. I met the psychic who could talk to the boat. Right. I met Kevin Mayer who um, had the miniature Bablo in his basement. And as you'll see in the film, has a very complicated emotional relationship with Bablo. And that's what you're looking for in a story. You want to find that emotional spine that's going to take, to give it some stakes, you know. And then when I found out that um, there were two sister steamboats, I didn't even know boats could be sisters. Mm -hmm. And that one was kind of haunted and had this troubled past. And that the other one was being whisked away to New York, where she's currently docked in Buffalo. It just felt like this was like an epic saga that you could also use to tell the parallel story of the rise and fall of Detroit. And now Detroit's right. comeback. Yeah. So Detroit is having a resurgence <clears throat> as people are remembering the importance of the spot. So I just felt like... You could tell all these stories at the same time. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and we should mention that we're kind of burying the lead here. Uh, this movie is narrated by the great Martha Reeves. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that must have been a great pickup on, on your part to be able I, to, to arrange yeah, that. She, she does an amazing job as the voiceover artist. You know, she's really at home herself in a booth. That's where she really comes alive. So we sure. have a lot of fun. And we decided to write the narration for the film from, from the perspective of the Bobble Boat Columbia to bring that magic um, that people remember of going to Bobble. So the film is a boat telling her own story about this generation's long voyage to Bobble Island and the history and the people trying to save the boats. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it, where are the boats at now? I mean, you said one's in New York and, and the other one... Yeah, so Columbia is docked in Buffalo, New York. She's been there since 2015, owned by the SS Columbia Project. And the St. Clair is owned by Dr. Ron Catu and some right. other minor partners um, who you'll learn about in the movie. And she's docked at Riverside Marina, which is pretty close to the rooster tail, yeah. right there on the Detroit River. And she moved there in um, 2018. Right. And, and the, the restoration effort's still underway. Which one's coming along faster? So, you know, they're two completely different types of approaches. So um, the doctor, Ron Katu, who owns a St. Clair, is not beholden to a board. It's not a nonprofit. So his brother-in-law, Steve Farage, is in charge of the restoration, and they're able to move quickly mm. because they don't have to get approvals, and they... but. They are not. A, they don't have the support of grant funded. Excuse me, grant funding the way that the Columbia Project does. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like a scrappy 
band of Detroiters working on the St. Clair. So they're moving faster, but they have also um, other setbacks to deal with, as you'll see in the movie. Right. How yeah, appropriate that that's the Detroit, that's yeah. the Detroit restoration. It kind of matches the city. Scrappy. <laughs> putting it kind together. Of, and kind then of getting it done, you know, sort of weaving in and out of, you One know, step kind of, forward, yeah. two steps back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Columbia Project, um, they're, they're still trying to restore, uh, sorry, yeah, restore the boat and also raise the funds to do so. Um, they're kind of doing a more accurate historical restoration um, that St. Clair, you know, they're more interested in a dockside attraction um, that's going to be updated for the audience, including um, a elevator in the smokestack, you know, to yeah. make a, a compliant right. stuff like that. Whereas right. gotcha. the Columbia is doing a more traditional um, historic restoration, which is more costly and time-consuming. Uh, and uh, they also don't have the notoriety of being in Detroit because people in Buffalo are still learning about this boat. Yeah, I was going to say, the. Uh, I'm wondering how they attract the interest in Buffalo to a boat that was uh, part of Detroit history and trying to raise the funds, too. That's got to be a challenge, too. Yes, it is. That's something that they're struggling with since moving there. But, um, that, you know, Columbia is still on the National Register of Historic Places, like her sister, St. Clair. So they are the two oldest surviving excursion passenger steamboats in America. So wow. naturally they are um, important everywhere, right? Yeah, they just don't have that emotional connection that you get in the city. Yeah. Well, again, the movie Boblo Boats, a Detroit fairy tale, uh, coming October 6th to the Historic Health Theater, hosted by the Livingston Diversity Council. Uh, tickets are just $10, and you can uh, find out uh, information and details on the Diversity Council's website. That's livingstondiversity.org. Uh, and Aaron Schillinger, thank you so much for joining us, yeah. and uh, look forward to seeing you on October 6th in Howell. Aaron, thanks so much. Thank you. Tickets on sale right now. Absolutely. So- I'll see you all at the Q&A. All Sounds right. good. Thanks for having me. All yeah, right, of course. Aaron. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Right. Yeah, what a fascinating story. Yeah. You know, a lot of us in this area have had some type of tie to the Bobble boats, and, you know, I don't know where, which one I was on. I didn't even know they had names because I was so young. I do remember. I mean, I remember there were two. Yeah. There. I guess there were weren't there three I thought at there one were point? three. I forgot, but, yeah, I just... Well, maybe you find out more in the movie The Lost Sister That Ran Away. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the one that the psychic reader can't, uh, can't quite communicate with. I just, you know, I, I, I just have a feeling, though, and I tried to... To get Aaron to come to work. But there was a moment where you were like, oh, this is an interesting story. And then he said, oh, there's a psychic? Ooh. Oh, there's a guy who built something in his basement? Oh. There's this a doctor like who a bought this boat and his wife's going, what the hell did you do it? Hell, yeah, I've got to make a movie about this. Uh, I mean, yeah. And as he said, that, that emotional connection is what you sure. know, I think makes this interesting. And uh, uh, we mentioned several times the trailer for Bobble Boats, a Detroit fairy tale. And so why don't we show that to yeah. you now? And that'll give you a better idea. Yeah, check it out. So, very cool. I just think that uh, it, it looks like uh, something that's going to be a lot of fun. And again, that's coming up Thursday, October 6th at the Historic Hall Theater. You can get all the details at livingstondiversity.org. All right. Since we're talking historical stuff, it's time for today's two-cent history lesson. Today's September 7th. Our history lesson brought to you by Drew Goble and our friends at Oakland Insurance. And Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance. That's true. Thanks for getting that in there. Well, yeah, I want to make Let's sure be frank that. about this. <laughs> Let's be frank. I don't want to be frank. Be John, then. Yeah. Be yeah, John you know about Let this. Drew be frank. 
Well, he's but there's a lot of characters. We've already been through this. Yes, we know. have. Anyway, whether you're talking about your home vehicle's business or life, the unexpected happens. That's why we have insurance. But it's the quality of the service that you get with your insurance. You know, sometimes you you, you see the commercials, you, you get the app on your phone, and, oh, it's super easy, and yeah. And then when something happens, when you really need to have that service, when you need to have something taken care of, and then you are, you know, please hold, and then you're waiting and listening. No, to you want to talk yeah. to an actual human being. You want to uh, have somebody up front that's going to be able to help you and work with you, a partner in your insurance needs, and that's Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance. Give him a call today, 248-647-2500. All right, today, September 7th, is Google Commemoration Day. Oh. Google Commemoration Day. This is a day that Google was commemorated. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Our new, overlord and, our new overlord and master Google. <laughs> Mr. Google. Yes, Mr. Google to yes. you. Uh, September 7th, 1996 is when Google yeah. was created. And it, it Wasn't it in a garage? I thought it was in a garage. I know well, Apple started should, in a garage. Why don't you Google that? Okay. <laughs> hey I know Apple. Yeah, yeah. Apple starting. I don't know if Google started in a garage. It might have been a basement because some good things start in basements. Well, or they end or, there. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. It's also uh, Grandma Moses Day. Yeah. You know what Grandma Moses is? Grandma Moses? Yeah. Grandma Moses. She was an abolitionist. Yeah, so yeah it was yeah. Moses' grandma. <laughs> I see. You really know. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Google was officially launched in 1998 by uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. It began as the Backrub Project. <laughs> Why don't you backrub that? Well, Wait a minute. Well, I see. <laughs> what was going on in that garage? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't look at that. I'm not quite sure what's going on. It was created but launched two years yeah. later. Yes, yes. So. Anyway, just uh, All right. It's uh, also National Acorn Squash Day. Squash an acorn, if you like. Yeah. Or it's, ac- it's squash that looks like an acorn. Better have some boots yeah. on it. Uh, it's National Beer Lovers Day. Beer lovers would say that's every day. They're called alcoholics. From one beer lover <laughs> to another. Yeah. Uh, it's also a National Threatened Species Day. Yeah. And Salami Day. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here I am contemplating the extinction of these wonderful species, and then it's salami day, and I forgot all about it. Yeah, I just want salami. salami, Hard salami or not so hard salami? You know what I like? The kind of salami? I like the uh, Kato. Oh, Kato. The Kato salami? It's not Kato. It's Kato. No, it's Kato. Kato. Isn't that what it's called? Kato? Isn't it? Kato. K-A-R-C-A-T-O. Kato. C-O-T-T-O. Oh, that's Kato. Yeah, like it's cottage salami without the G-E. So, yeah, salami day. Don't give me that. Yeah. Cotto. Yeah. It's yes. by the way, cotto, C O T T O is the Italian word for cooked. <laughs> so yeah. cook, now you know. See, you learned salami. a little bit extra in this what history I lesson. I, mean, I like it. I just like the word. It's cooked salami. Like some cotto. Put that in your <laughs> copper pan and yeah. cook that up. Eighteen thirteen, the character Uncle Sam was created to symbolize the United States. Later recreated by the great Carol Weathers as <laughs> Apollo true. Creed. No, that's true. How about you? Rocky. Right. Uh, John Gruel in 1915 patented the Raggedy Ann doll. Mm. When did Raggedy Andy come along? He was a few years later, the oh, 80s, yeah. when they made the cartoon. <laughs> no, it was a little before. Raggedy Ann and yeah. Andy? Yeah. I'm not sure when Raggedy, Andy, yeah. when Raggedy Andy came along. The first. <laughs> it was a different time. 
<laughs> it was kind of grunge. It was kind of raggedy. Grunge. You're right, a little raggedy. <laughs> look at a little raggedy <laughs> there. That was a rough night. It's National Beer Lovers Day and all. Uh, Andy, you look a little strung out. Uh, what were you doing last night, fella? <laughs> raggedy Ann. She's a bad influence. <clears throat> that dog could talk. <laughs> okay. Well, we just ruined that, that, that you know, beautiful memory of Raggedy Ann. Yeah, that's what we do. 1921, the first Miss America pageant was held, Atlantic City, New uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, 1921. My dad grew up in Atlantic City, and he used to uh, set up the chairs for the pageant. Uh, I think he got like a quarter a chair, or maybe a dime a chair. Wow, a dime a chair up. to yeah. set them up? Yeah. He was a rich man. Yeah. Back in the so. <laughs> I probably got a penny. I don't Atlantic know. City. Yeah. Long it's like Boulevard. It's, you know, Those pageants were I think all he would linger you know. as a young young youth. A whippersnapper. So I'm just going to keep setting these chairs up and I'll just wait in the wings till I have, the, till I have the some mirrors on the top of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's John Candy and Splash. Come on now. <laughs> uh, Those yeah. contests were all rigged, just so you know. They were rigged elections, these yeah. Miss America pageants. 1966, the final episode of the Dick Van Dyke show aired on CBS mm. TV. That was you by did. that time it was in color, was it? I think I so. Nineteen sixty-six. Yeah. Okay. I so would imagine Dick Van Dyke tripped over his last ottoman. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-five. Steve Anderson, the great Steve Anderson. Well, yeah. Set a record a record for picking a guitar. He's twenty-two at the time. Picked one hundred fourteen hours seven minutes. Wow. He broke the old record by more than four hours. Yeah. He lot. didn't know any tunes, but he picked that guitar. <laughs> That's a lot of picking going yeah. on. Yeah, he had to have calluses, don't you think? Or maybe he just let that hand say. Well, that's strumming. That's uh, picking, yeah, picking. Is the, is Oh the, yeah, you yeah, got a pick. actual. Yeah, so that's yeah. The, you would definitely have the calluses. Do we still have Cougars pick here? By the way, um, somewhere. I thought yeah. we did. We, yeah, there it is. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. In the middle of these we could, cords. We could air pick. Okay. There it is. It's on the stage in 1984. Cougars pick. How about that? 1984. She's like, oh, that's where that thing is. American Express Company issued their first platinum charge card. Uh-huh. Got a platinum American Express. Oh, oh yeah. Platinum. You don't leave home without that. Platinum. The great Carl Malden. Michael Nesmith in 1986 joined the original Monkees on stage for the first time on this day since uh, the group disbanded. Now Mickey's the only one left. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw that reunion tour, nineteen eighty six. In eighty six, but I guess that was before Nesmith came yeah. back because it was in the summer. I remember seeing it at Pine Knob. That the was summer. then. This is now the big right, hit, right? And then uh, I think they released Heart and Soul too. Well, Do I know you, a little you too know much a lot monkeys, about right? the reformed yeah. monkeys? Right? Yeah. And finally, two thousand seven on this day, a new study revealed. Sit down for this. That rock stars were twice as likely as the rest of us to die early. What? Yeah. No. Researchers said the problem was the industry should be labeled as a high-risk profession. <laughs> okay. Sign a waiver before you become no, a rock sure. star. You know what? And if you're a rock star... You're going to need insurance. You really are. Now, that policy might be a little tricky. Sure. <laughs> you know, but if there's somebody that can work it out for you... Let's be frank. It's Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance. Yeah. So you budding rock stars, give Drew a call. 248-647-2500. 
can ensure your strumming hand. Yeah. Or your picking Quick hand. picking, fun strumming. Yeah. Or your vocal cords, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It depends. It, we'll talk to Drew. Yeah. He'll know. He's the guy. Drew's the man. <laughs> That's your two-cent history lesson oh. for the September oh, 7th. It's quite a history lesson. I think we learned a lot. I think From salami to guitar picking and the great Mike Nesmith. Hmm. How about that? I always dug his hat. I always hated the hat. I liked the hat. The little ball on the top. No. Yeah, that was no. cool. No, I thought no. it was cool. No. He had his own little sense of style. Huh? <laughs> You're not going there, huh? No, I'm so, not. So, what are you, Peter Tork fan? Oh, no, no. <laughs> See, now, Mickey was the coolest, but Davey yeah. got the ladies. Marsha Brady. Now, why do you say Drew. Mickey was the coolest? I, I thought Mickey was the coolest. Mm. Yeah. He was the funniest. What about Edgar? Uh, the yeah, dummy. Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We know a little bit too much about the monkeys. If you know that the dummy in their apartment was named Edgar, <laughs> you may have spent too much time watching Channel I think 50. We did that as a trivia question at one point and it just stuck in my mind. And I didn't, watch, good things the, I didn't watch it on Channel 50 at all. all it the might time. have been Channel 20. Yeah, it probably was Channel 20. I don't know. <laughs> That's your two-cent yeah. history lesson, and yeah. we think you may have learned a thing or two. <laughs> and even if you didn't. Yeah. Too bad. You know where I like to listen to my monkey's cassette? Oh, yeah. In my car. Oh, you do? And if I needed some work done in my yeah. car, I would call my friends right. at Murphy's Family Auto. Well, now Murphy's might be going, look, if your car still has a cassette player, there's only so much we can do for They'd it. They'd say that's a classic. You're right. They even, would. And they know how to work on it. Right. They're open Saturdays 8 to 1. Tell them Mike and John sent you. You'll save 5% off your bill. Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Go online. Murphy'sFamilyAuto.com. Here we come. <laughs> no. Here we go. All right. I think it's about time. Don't you? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Do you have any post-show before we... Uh... Do... Do you want me to have hope post show? Well, I just wanted to be uh, you know, afraid to uh, hit the music. I, oh, you can hit the music, but we can't. We got to hit the music before we go to post show. Well, I know. I just yeah. wanted to we're going to prepare for the post show. Oh, know. prepare! I mean, not that we haven't had an intricate <laughs> staff meeting prior to starting this. I mean, <laughs> the post you know, show. I mean, that's clear. Yes. Anyone that watches knows right. that we are okay. I'll just just play the music. Yeah, I'm trying. You know what? Cougar doesn't ever pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to play without my pick. You know who had a great pick? Shirley on What's Happening had a great pick. Well, it's a different pick. That fro pick yeah, in her yeah. hair, what? that right. was classic, man. You've been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on. Wasn't as cool as a Fonzie comb with the two thumbs on it. But oh, it was the Fonzie comb. You know, I would have loved to have seen. Well, hold on. This will be our. Oh, Pocho. Yeah. 